The whole thing of posture is it's individual. But the more aware of your body you become, the more you're then empowered to control your body and how you're exercising and moving your body and your environment. Your posture has a significant, significant effect on your health. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and today's guest is awesome. Internationally renowned posture expert, Dr. Steven Weiniger, has trained thousands of chiropractors and other wellness professionals to first rehab injuries and then help patients keep moving as they age with strong posture exercise protocols. Dr. Weiniger literally wrote the book on improving posture, Stand Taller, Live Longer. He also authored the postural assessment chapter in the textbook Photographic Manual of Regional Orthopedic and Neurological Tests and Posture Pictures, Assessment, Screenings, Marketing, and Forms. His expertise on health is featured extensively in the media, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, Oprah's Oxygen, Scripps Howard News, Natural Health, Prevention, Bottom Line Health, Golf Digest, Real Simple, Shape, and Women's Health Magazine. Dr. Weiniger was appointed delegate to the White House Conference on Aging, the decennial event held by the President of the United States and Congress to develop recommendations on issues, policy, and research in the field of aging. Dr. Weiniger graduated from New York Chiropractic College and is a postgraduate instructor for University of Western States. He has also presented for Northwestern, Logan, NYCC, UBCC, Life, Parker, and numerous other higher education and private organizations. Dr. Weiniger is lead instructor for the Posture Specialist Certification, CPEP, setting the clinical standard for posture improvement protocols with clinicians worldwide. In addition to a busy speaking calendar, he's a prolific writer and serves as managing partner of BodyZone.com, an online health resource and referral directory. In an initiative to promote posture awareness, Dr. Weiniger developed Posture Zone, a free posture assessment app. The app encourages people to assess their own posture and offers tips for postural improvement. As a resident of Atlanta, Georgia, Dr. Weiniger focuses on posture rehab, biomechanics, and the importance of integrating exercise into every lifestyle. Dr. Weiniger, welcome to the show. Dr. Richard, thank you very much for having me and for lovely 
introduction. I, you could have cut it a lot shorter. <laughs> well, I wanted to give credit where credit was due. And one of the things that I wanted to start talking about, because it's all over your introduction, of course, is that you are a posture specialist, which is something I had never heard of until you and I came to, to know each other. Talk to us about what a posture specialist is and how a posture specialist can help people. A posture specialist is somebody that helps people to become aware of their posture and then teaching them how to look at their lives and what they're doing with their body and doing things to not fix, but to strengthen their posture. One of the problems that people have with posture is there's the metaphor that it's a good or bad situation. And when we were speaking earlier, you said that you probably had bad posture. And someone may be more hunched over, less hunched over, and being more is not a good thing, but different bodies are shaped differently. And posture is a very personal thing. And teaching people how to more accurately connect with their body and how to put their body to be in a way that moves better to the way the world is so that there's less mechanical stress on it and so that it looks better when people look at it. That's what a posture specialist is doing from a back pain point of view or an attitude point of view. And I think you're right. People probably do think about posture as an all or nothing thing. Either you straight up with your chest pumped up or you're, you know, hunched over like Quasimodo. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that it's, it's kind of somewhere in between and everybody's a little different. Now, obviously, people understand back pain, you know, is one of the consequences of having poor posture. But could you talk to us a little bit, Dr. Weiniger, about the pros and cons associated with both having good posture and bad posture above and beyond, you know, back pain, which most people know about? The back pain and the neck pain are epidemic, but there's been a number of studies in a bunch of directions that point to the fact that your posture has a significant, significant effect on your health to the point where people with hunched over posture that keep on living their bodies, the life with their bodies hunched over, literally die more quickly. In fact, the title of the book that I wrote is Stand Taller, Live Longer, because they did a 20-year study of men, and they measured their height at the beginning of the study, and then measured the height at the end of the study, and they noticed that as people get older, they lose height. And when they compared the group of people that lost the most height to people that lost the least height, the people that lost the most height had a higher mortality rate. They were 64% more likely to die during the 20-year study. The, and the reason that the, that the study authors attributed it to was that when you're hunching over, you're compressing your chest. You can't take as deep of a breath. And the diseases that people developed were things like cardiac disease and heart disease. And that's a huge difference because in, in the study, for every 100 people that lost, that lost less height that passed away, 164 people that lost more height passed away. And Dr. Weiniger, you mentioned that 64% of those with poor posture died more quickly. Uh, can you put that into years? And on average, how much more quickly is somebody going to die if their posture is worse than ones who's not? It's, it's not that easy to quantify from that study. A different study done at the uh, University of California found that if, when they looked at a group of women over 60, 
and they looked at their forward head posture because the first study just talked about losing height. One of the things that happens when your posture zone zigzag, when your head goes forward, your torso goes back, your pelvis goes forward, the more those body masses, those posture zones are not aligned, the more your body will zigzag and ultimately the shorter your body becomes, not by two feet, but you're losing height because the masses are going back and forth instead of being stacked one on top of the other. And the study that was done in, in California looked at women and they had them laying on their back and the t- test was whether they could have their head level laying on the floor with only uh, maybe a half of an inch, 1.7 centimeter block to k- keep the head level. And people that could not lay on their back and keep their head level during that study had a 1.44 time greater risk of dying during that 4.2 year study. Interesting. And when was that study conducted? That was done in 2004. There were follow-up studies done on the same data sets in, I believe, 2006 and 2007 uh, that, that looked at the incidence of falls in the same group. And not surprisingly, the more forward head posture people had a higher incidence of falls because, again, the body's not aligned and their perception of their body is not moving the way that they thought it was moving which is what happens very often with the first fall. You're taking a step, your foot is swinging forward, and you think you're going to, your foot is going to clear the ground, not even thinking about it. And reality gives you a very sharp reminder that, no, you're mistaken, the ground is there, and you fall down. So the reason that I had asked you when that study was conducted was when you said 2004, that's before the advent of smartphones, essentially. So... I I wanted to ask you if you could share with us what kind of things impact posture and worsen posture, but more specifically, talk to us about what cell phones and tablets do to our posture. Cell phones and and tablets are doing a dramatic bad thing to people's posture. There was a, a study that was done at the University of Baylor that was, I believe, 2015 that found that the women were spending 10 hours a day on their phone. The men were only spending eight. And I think it was 60% of those people said that they felt like they were addicted to their their devices, that they were agitated when they weren't inside or able to get to their phone. Now, these these are kids, but these kids are going to become adults. And as it is right now, depending upon the study you look at, the average consumer is spending an hour and a half plus a day on the phone. And when you look at people talking on the phone, one of the things that people commonly do is hold the phone down and put their head down to the phone. And when we started this, one thing that you asked me was to give your listeners some advice for what can they do. And I'm not going to be a Luddite and say, stop using your phone. It's an evil thing because we all do. That's the world we live in. The challenge is what can you do intelligently in the world that we live in? And one thing from a postural point of view that is something that everybody should be doing. Instead of putting your head down to your phone, lift your phone up to your head. So you're looking straight ahead instead of straight down. If you're going to do that, it makes sense to also do it in a way that you're stabilizing your torso. So basically first standing tall and then pulling your shoulders back and down, putting your elbows into your side, and then lifting your hands up so that the phone's in front of your face. 
I'm, I'm trying this as we're talking here. So this is, <laughs> this is like a, a multi-step process and, and people are listening to this and probably saying, my goodness, you know, this sounds like it's, it's kind of a lot of work, but it also sounds like changing the way we're viewing our, our cell phones is really critical. And it's, it sounds more complex because one of the things about posture is you don't think about your posture during the day. And I've lectured to groups of people where I've walked out in front of 1,500 people and said, I'm here to talk about your posture. And you look out in the room and every single person suddenly is sitting up straighter in their chair. And it looks very funny because they're like, oh, I've got to sit up straight. About five minutes later, what I'll do is say something along the lines of, you remember when I first started to speak and you all stood up straight? And then they all sit up straight again because they think about it for a moment and then they forget. The trick is developing new habits because you can't and won't, shouldn't have to think about your posture all day long. So for the person who sits in an office job and they spend eight to 10 hours you know, in their cubicle every single day, are there different chairs? Like, What kind of things can people do in their day-to-day so that they can rely on something that kind of does that thinking for them so they don't, they're not constantly mindful of it, yet still making a change? Good point. One thing that I'm really big on is a sit-to-stand desk, a desk that goes up and down. The, the first posture principle that I wrote about in, in, in my book, Stand Tall, Live Longer, was your body is designed to move. You're not supposed to be in a position. And one of my arguments with a lot of the gizmos and gadgets that are being marketed to help fix people's posture is that they're trying to put it into a perfect position and that aligns everything, which isn't evil per se. But if you're putting a brace on somebody of some kind to lock their body in a position, what you're doing is taking the load off the muscles that should be keeping them there without thinking about it. And when you unload a muscle and when you let a muscle not have to work, the muscle gets weaker, creating more of a problem. You want to devise habits that can keep your body moving and moving well with symmetry. So in terms of office workers, if you can possibly get a desk that goes up and down, from a chair point of view, um, I'm a big fan of sitting on a bowl. Uh, I've got a bowl behind me right now. I'm standing at my desk as I speak because if I'm speaking on a podcast like this, when you're, when you're standing up, you've got more opening for air in your, in your chest. So your voice sounds better. Instead of being folded and crunchy where you can't talk, you can sit up straight and be able to project and have more air to speak with. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. And just for a point of clarification, you mentioned a a sit-stand desk. So are you saying that for somebody who's spending eight hours 
are we using a desk where we're standing for that eight hours or part of the time we're sitting or part and part of the time we're standing? Part of the time you're sitting, part of the time you're standing, part of the time if you can, walk away from the desk. If you have to make a phone call, get a headset and go for a walk back and forth down the hallway if you can, talking, talking on the phone, if that makes sense for your business. Uh, some people, I understand, have jobs where they need to be planted, but even that, taking frequent breaks, not long breaks, but what we call a posture break to get up and move a little bit. And ideally, if you're going to do that, move in a way to unfold your posture, doing a mini posture exercise during a 30 second or one minute break to get up and move around. Okay. And then uh, I've just got all these things I'm thinking about as you're telling me this. Uh, What about the frequent flyer? Uh, I am one of those people. And my suggestion is when you can get an aisle seat so you can get up and down without bugging the people that are on the other side of it. I've got a flight. I, I'm speaking in Australia later on this year, and I'm dreading that flight for that reason. But getting what I do when I fly is exactly what I'm saying here right now. I'll get up frequently, and I'll go for a walk. From, I'll go back to the bathroom and then turn back around, not even to go, but just because I want to get up and move. As I'm walking sometimes, I'll do some lunges as I'm walking down. And sometimes people will look at you funny. I'll grant you that. I will stop, and if I can get in the in, in the back, do some squats. Like, you know, any yoga, one of the strong posture exercises that we teach is similar to doing the chair, which is the yoga pose where you're standing tall and then just bending your knees and trying to keep your torso upright. You want to keep your body moving. One of the problems with uh, airplanes is that the seats are getting smaller and smaller and the flights are getting more and more crowded. And it, it is a problem. Definitely good advice. Um, yeah, that's going to be a long flight for you when you're heading down to Australia for sure. I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and not directly revisit something, but we talked a little bit about technology and cell phones and, and how much time people are spending on there. But you've actually developed an app that can help assess people's posture. Tell us about that. The Posture Zone app is a free app that lets people have somebody take a picture of them and see where their body is in space. One of the goals is not trying to promote perfect posture because if your body isn't perfect, your posture isn't going to be perfect. Your posture is what you're doing when you're not thinking about it to balance your body. And you're balancing essentially four posture zones, your head over your torso, your torso over your pelvis, and your pelvis over where you're standing with your lower extremities. So what the posture zone app lets you do is it lets you bracket those four masses, and then it will calculate the center of those masses to give you a numeric observation of the angle of deviation from straight vertical of where your head is over your feet, your torso, and your pelvis. So you basically can see that your head is going on a side view, that your head is going forward by two degrees, your torso is going back by a degree and a half, and your pelvis is in the middle, to, to, give exam, to give an example. And it gives you a benchmark of how you're standing when you think you're standing tall. Because the instruction that we give people at the beginning is, stand tall, show me your strong posture. Because you want people to, to show you what they think standing tall looks like. Many people think that, oh, I can stand tall when I want to. They're wrong. When they see the picture, they're blown away by the difference between their perception of where the body is and the photographic reality of where the body is. And that's basically 
the point is having that as a benchmark. And one thing that we recommend is that people take an annual posture picture as a benchmark to know how the posture looks. So one uses your app and then goes and gets this benchmark. What do they do with it then? Last month was May and May is posture month. And one of the things that our company does is we help sponsor the May is posture month campaign. And the campaign is what's called ACE. ACE stands for Awareness, Control, and Environment. And awareness is taking a posture picture. The next step is control, taking control of your body and your life, your habits and your actions. We teach postural exercises to teach people how to strengthen, how they're balancing and aligning and moving their body, taking control of your environment by getting a sit-to-stand desk or by getting a good mattress or a good pillow. But taking a look at your body, because when you have a benchmark of seeing what it looks like and then seeing what you're doing with, with your time, if I'm looking at a picture and my head is way forward of my torso, then when I'm on my, on my cell phone texting with my head bent down, it gives me a benchmark of, oh, right, I need to get my head on top of my torso instead of bent forward. And postural exercises is something that we highly recommend from a rehab point of view. And that's what we teach doctors, chiropractors, therapists, uh, and, and trainers that if they're working with back pain people to always start with their posture. Because if your posture is weak, everything else is going to be adaptive for that weak posture. I see. Well, that makes a lot of sense to be sure. And I suspect that you mentioned these posture exercises inside of your book, but I, I was wondering if you would be able to take some time and talk to us about your book. Stand Tall, Live Longer, the, the subtitle is an anti-aging strategy because the studies are showing more and more that people that stand tall, their bodies move better, they look better, they feel better, and they literally do live longer. From an attitude point of view, there was uh, a number of studies that have been done by Amy Cuddy and Yapney at Harvard looking at stress and uh, empowerment with posture. And their TED Talk video is one of the most popular ones on TED Talk. They talk about when they measured people's salivary hormones, people that were in a, a flex forward folded over posture, they had more stress hormones in the saliva and less testosterone. And the people that were holding the posture differently, after just a few minutes, there was a positive change in the reduction of stress hormones and an increase in the, in the testosterone for people that were holding their body in a more assertive, confident way. The connection between mind and body is not just a psychological, fluffy one. It's very, very metabolic. And when you hold your body differently, you can get more oxygen. Your digestive system works better. You can breathe better. And you language says the same thing. If you head, if you have a level head, you're looking at the world in a certain way, because you're centered. You're describing both behavior as well as the physics of someone's posture. It's so interesting, Dr. Weiniger, that you mentioned that, and there have been an increasing number of studies that have come out in recent years regarding that mind-body connection. They're they're now finding, for example, that one's gut bacteria can directly relate to hormones and neurotransmitters going on in the brain and one's mood state. And that's something that 10 years ago, nobody would have ever thought. So I want to listen to that TED Talk. There was a, an article literally in yesterday's Wall Street Journal that was something that, that I was not familiar with. People 
that are coming back from Iraq that have had post-traumatic stress syndrome, that are having all these emotional problems, and they're going to different therapies and they're not getting help, and a controversial therapy that's helping them is an injection in the neck into what's called the stellate ganglion that is making some of the neck muscles relax. And when you think about it, if you're afraid, if someone's dropping bombs or shooting at you, you're going to be stressed. Your neck is going to tighten up like a drum. And if you're living like that, the muscles can become adaptive in those postures. Putting an injection into those muscles is making literally what guys are driving home after the injection. And suddenly they're looking at the world differently. Hmm. That's really wild. And no doubt, again, what this TED Talk was talking about was right on point in terms of that connection. I am interested, though, you mentioned that, you know, the subtitle of the book talks about anti-aging strategies, and I know that you had the honor of being heavily involved in the White House Conference of Aging. I wonder if you could talk to us about that and, and not only your experience, but, you know, what is this initiative in terms of anti-aging that the government is trying to put forth? Well, this this was. I wish I could say that it was it was more current. Um, it was a 2005 conference, and it had been occurring every 10 years uh, since the 60s. And it was basically a polling of America of different people that were involved with aging in all different directions. It was a really amazing experience. In 2015, with, with, with everything with the changing in the healthcare system, there was less interest in talking to the public about it. And it was just, I, I was on a mailing list, but it, it disappeared. It got, there was no attention to it. And I think it's a good idea once a decade to talk to the, to the people on the street instead of just the people in the administrations about what can be done with healthcare. And there was a lot of great insight that I took away from it, but I wish I could tell you that it had an enduring impact. Um, I think some of the impact got lost in some of the changes that have been going on with the healthcare system because of the aging boomers. Because there, there is a huge problem going on, and all the different gyrations in, in healthcare come back to the fact that the aging boomers are, are bubbling out demographic population. As people get older, they consume more healthcare. There's less people behind us, and any way you slice it, there's going to be people getting less care than they want especially in a time where there's a whole bunch of cool new tech coming out that you can live longer and have a good life for another decade, but it's going to cost a hundred grand a year. You're going to say, fine, let them pay for it. I want that. And you're going to, you're running up against the problem of there's not enough dollars in the kitty to do everything that everybody wants all the time. So knowing that, you know, that essentially for the first time in decades, this initiative is not moving forward. What is your organization doing to promote that and push that message forward? Well, what I said earlier, posture month. I think ultimately people are going to become more reliant on their own resources for day-to-day health issues. I'm not saying it's what I want. I'm saying it's, it's part of an inevitable global trend that your insurance is going to be paying less than it used to, your deductibles will be more, your doctor's going to want to see you less, and if you don't like it, you can pay more and do something about it, but you're going to pay for it. And I think that the trend is going to be more and more towards people getting involved 
in their own health and taking care of their health in ways that they can that are smart. If you someone's having a heart attack, yeah, you need to be in a, in a hospital and have you want the best specialist. But then after that, you need to be taking seriously the you need to exercise and eat right, and the behaviors of stronger what we call uh, life habits of being aware of your habits and choosing habits intentionally in a way that, hey, this is what, if I'm 60 now, this is what me age 80 is going, is going to want me age 60 to be doing now and behaving in a way that is in our own personal long-term interest and having more responsibility is what the big trend is, is Stephen Weiniger's prediction. And, the, and that's why we're doing things like Postuma to pull public awareness to the fact that posture is something that you can really do something about, and it has a big effect on your health. And besides which, when you're standing with stronger posture, you look better. It's interesting. So, so Posture Month is something that your organization created. It's something that's been that's been around that we have. There was some government things with it back in like I think the '70s, and it's kind of laid fallow. And we've been behind pushing it. If you go to posturemonth.org, you'll see what you'll see what the effort looks like. Okay. So, uh, I, and I'll link that into our show notes so people can become aware of that. And I, I think it's, it is great that you guys are really pushing forth to try and get people to be more aware of these things. The theme of it, of ACE, of awareness control environment, because we're looking for partners because there's other people in the posture space. I mean, there's, a, every, there's not a week that goes by that we don't get multiple inquiries about endorsing different kinds of products, some good, some okay, some mind-bogglingly dumb. But all those people have an interest in helping people to become aware of their posture and doing something about it. So getting those people to be sharing the message and communicating it to build more of a grassroots effort is very much what our our goal is with an annual May's Posture Month campaign. Without... uh saying names, can you describe the dumbest posture device you've ever encountered that somebody asked you to promote? The second and third dumbest, I'd have to think a little bit more about, but I think the dumbest one was someone that observed accurately that where your eyes go, your body goes. In fact, you said something earlier about grabbing guts and head will follow. Where your eyes go, your body follows. He made the, uh, the accurate observation that people looking down at their phones, uh, especially through glasses, makes them look down. And if they couldn't look down, then they'd have to lift the phone up to, so that they could see it, which is not a bad observation. The execution of it, however, was a pair of sunglass kinds of, of devices where the glasses were clear on top and halfway across the glass, it was blacked out on the bottom half of the glasses. So you had to look over on the top half of the glass. And one of the things that they were suggesting was driving with this. And the idea of driving with half my field of vision obscured doesn't make me feel very good. <laughs> that, that was something that I, I, we, we did not endorse. And if you don't mind my asking, what, what is the, the most helpful one that you've ever seen? A lot of good ones, but I'd have to say I, I'm a big fan of sit-stand desks. I, I, I like the upright ergo desks because they're, they're clean, but there's a bunch of different manufacturers. But something that lets you move your desk easily up and down. And there's fancy, expensive ones that are motorized. Those are great also. But to me, anybody that's sitting at a desk for part of their day should be getting something on it where they can move it up and down. So to me, that's the, the new thing 
that a lot of people have seen, but then that they're not they're not using. Other things that make sense are having a, a good insert in your shoe that that supports you. It doesn't have to be an expensive orthotic, but even the supermarkets or the drugstores have basic inserts that will help improve the footbed, which is part of your posture environment. Having a good mattress and uh, an intelligent pillow. There's lots of different brands, and some are more comfortable for different people than others. You want one that works for your body. The whole thing of posture is it's individual. But the more aware of your body you become, the more you're then empowered to control your body and how you're exercising and moving your body and your environment. Is there a correlation that you've seen empirically between posture and weight loss? Your posture affects how you move when you are standing with a more adaptive posture and you think you're standing straight, then when you start walking, you're walking with that adaptive posture embedded in it. So you're moving more asymmetrically. In most cases, you're not going to be moving as effectively and you're going to end up having pain sooner or not be able to last as long, which means you're going to have less calories being burned. I would not say that posture exercises are the path to losing weight. I will say that I've had a lot of people that when they simply start to stand taller, have had people ask them, hey, have you lost weight when they haven't lost an ounce? But again, because instead of zigzagging the body where your body is becoming crunched, when you're lengthening that to stand taller, it becomes thinner. Makes sense. And I will say the strong posture exercise that we teach in the book, which is the public version of what clinicians use. We're big on exercise balls, and one of the exercises that we really like with an exercise ball is just sitting on it, sitting tall, and only moving your pelvis in a circle to the left and to the right, not moving your knees, not moving your torso, to isolate on the inner core muscles. And I've had people tell me that they've lost weight because when they're sitting on a ball at work, they're doing that exercise during the day, just thinking about it, not thinking about it, just moving that way. And I've had one woman tell me that she went down a dress size. That's really interesting. So it's, you know, in her case, probably doing these stability exercises, getting her core moving, you know, probably, you know, burning these calories at work, just moving around on that ball. It's something that we probably wouldn't even notice until we hop on the scale and then boom, there it is. Part of it is also, it's less about the scale than about, than, than about how, how you close fit and how you look. I mean, obviously, Losing weight, losing fat is tough, and it's, it's a tough equation. You need to burn more, eat less, and there's different ways of dancing those equations. And standing taller can have an effect on metabolic uh, expenditures, but it's not going to be the biggest effect out there. But it can affect it. More significantly, just unfolding and standing tall makes you look better. Unfolding. When you say unfolding, describe what you mean by that. If your head should be over your torso, your torso over your pelvis, if you're sitting down, when you, your torso, if you're bending forward and you fold it into a chair, your spine and your pelvis are literally folding. When you're sitting tall in the chair, you're unfolding that seated posture. If you're standing up taller, if your chin's coming off your chest and your head's level, you're unfolding as opposed to when, when you're sitting down crunch texting with with the phone on your chest and your chin on the chest just above it. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense uh, regarding the unfolding, and thank you for clarifying that for us. I wanted to circle back around to something we touched on in the beginning, but we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it. So, Dr. Weiniger, could you share with us you know, your in-depth expertise on everything back pain? 
what causes it, and what the consequences are, and then more importantly, how do we fix it? Back pain is a huge problem. Depending on who you talk to, it's one of the top two or three causes of people going to the doctor and drivers of healthcare expense in the country. And the problem is only getting worse with people sitting. There was a study that was done in 2015, which was a meta study that looked at 47 other studies about people sitting. And they found that there was a significant um, health effect to people spending more time sitting, even if they exercise. And the, the belief on that is it's not just the activity that's the issue, it's the folded posture that's the issue. Back pain and sitting is something that's been known about for years. People that sit more tend to have more back pain. The American College of Physicians, it's the largest specialty group in American medicine. And it's the people like the PCP and your internist that you might see for back pain. They just came out with new guidelines for the care of acute and chronic low back pain. And the amazing thing about these guidelines from the medical physicians taking care of a lot of back pain is because of the problems with opioid and because of the problems with the drugs that they have been giving people for back pain. Things like NSAIDs, Tylenol, having a lot more side effects. The recommendations now are against people taking, taking drugs for most back pain and instead doing things like chiropractic, massage, motor control exercises, which is what the strong posture exercises are, and other things such as cognitive behavior therapy, which falls into the wheelhouse of a lot of psychotherapists such as yourself. Absolutely. And I wonder if you could spend a little bit of time as well talking about Bodyzone.com and what our listeners could gain from going there. Bodyzone.com is a resource for posture and health information. There's also a directory on Bodyzone.com as well as in the Posture Zone app to find a local posture specialist, a CPAP, Certified Posture Exercise Professional. And these are people that teach the strong posture exercises. There's CPEPs now in most of the states and I think 24, 25 countries. So we're working hard at creating a larger footprint in the world of people helping people to stand taller. And the book is a way to begin that process for yourself if you don't have a clinical problem. If you're having back pain, you want to go to a posture specialist to begin with because one question that you asked me when we spoke was how I got into what I'm doing now. I've been a, I was a chiropractor for years, helping a lot of people with a lot of problems with the back pain, and I got great results. I helped a lot of people that were carried in be able to walk out and made a dramatic difference. But what happened was the problem kept on coming back a lot of times, and I observed that they kept on moving the same way. Their habits were the same way. Their posture was the same way. So that started the, the journey of how can you help people? change how they're, how they're holding themselves when they're not thinking about it. And it became an observation that they're weak in certain ways because of whatever issues they've had that they haven't addressed. And it, the body be, literally becomes uh, adapted to that asymmetric motion pattern. Really interesting. Well, I, I don't think there's any question that what you're doing is of great service and very much in line with the spirit of what we're promoting here that is helping others become the best versions of who they're meant to be. And that includes physical, emotional, and 
in their careers as well, of course. So we're getting near the end here, Dr. Weiniger. What I'd like to do is, as you know, I wrap up every episode with a question that I ask every guest, and that is, what is your biggest helping? You know, the one single most important piece of information for somebody to walk away with after listening to this episode. If I can give you two, two things to help people that tie together, become aware of your posture. Look in the mirror or take a picture with the posture's own picture, but become aware of your posture and connect to what it feels like to stand tall. And then try to strengthen that by strengthening your balance. The first posture exercise that we teach people is called stork. Standing tall, lift one leg up to your thighs at 90 degrees to the ground. You'll find it's harder to stand tall on one foot than it was on two feet because you're putting more weight on one side. And that's what an exercise is supposed to do, put more weight on something to make the muscles work, to make them stronger. If you find you can't balance, that's fine. Touch the wall. The goal is not balancing. The goal is standing tall. If you're touching, if you're touching a wall, or standing in the doorway touching two walls. But you're really trying to stand tall with your standing leg locked and focusing on that and doing that for five slow breaths. That's probably the best posture exercise advice I can give to anybody. Perfect. And I'm presuming people can find you at bodyzone.com. They can find us at bodyzone.com or if they want information about the posturemonth.org campaign, they can take a look at that as well. But bodyzone.com has a directory of local professionals as well. Terrific. And just to let you know, I did record the second half of this episode standing up after hearing from you. So <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, and and let's thank Dr. Weiniger for coming on the show. Very grateful that he was able to spend some time with us. If you liked what you heard, go out and subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That's what helps other people find the podcast. Everything that Dr. Weiniger spoke of will be put into the the show notes for this episode at thedailyhelping.com as well as in the Daily Helping app. So thanks again for listening. Now go out there and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know them, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.